Cinco de Mayo. A day that I relish because I am very proud to be Mexican, actually. So, yes, motivation in a mini. Back at it again here on a Tuesday in May. And it is chilly out. So I'm not sure if summer's coming this year. Maybe uh, maybe because of COVID, it's, uh, we're just going to jump into fall. Have a really long spring and an early fall. Who knows? But I do know that it is Cinco de Mayo. I am a very proud Mexican-American. And, and yeah, so today is a national holiday. It's really a, not that you need an excuse, but a fantastic excuse all the same for Americans all across the land to, to drink tequila and eat tacos and burritos. And I mean, Mexican food really is the best. It's, it's hands down my favorite. And I think if most people given the choice, hey, what would you like to eat out? Mexican. Absolutely. And uh, tequila is one of my favorite liquors. I make a wicked margarita. And so I think tonight I will be having margaritas for sure. So Cinco de Mayo yesterday was an awesome day, a Star Wars nerd day for everybody that didn't get told may the fourth be with you but so it's a interesting week of days and also interesting in the fact that uh, we had somebody somebody quit at work very very interesting shake up shake up shake up going on so what should we talk about on this uh, morning commute well, I'm, I'm always stressing to everybody about working hard and being nice. I think for the most part, easy to say, maybe more challenging to execute. And I was thinking about uh, last week and the fact that I kind of spent a segment talking about integrity and, and finding your principles and what mattered to you. I think another huge one that goes into working hard and being nice that we tend to uh, not exercise as often as we could is compassion. Compassion and empathy, to me, very synonymous. I usually like to say empathy, but just compassion all the same, just, it just sounds good to be compassionate. Empathetic, it sounds very clinical. But both in the, uh, both in the same ballpark as far as what I'm trying to get at is just who you are and what you're about once again. So where I talked about integrity and being trustworthy because that stems from your integrity and especially who you are when you're not looking. But definitely along the lines of uh, compassion too because that's something that we actually exercise the majority of the time independent. And what I mean by that is we have interactions with individuals and we don't come out and just flat out say, hey, I intend to be nice with you. Like, I like who you are, therefore I'm going to go the extra mile in trying to help you or be sympathetic or compassionate. Or 
if you were to be so bold to be, I don't really like you. I know I just met you, but I don't like you, so don't expect a lot of real strong feelings or emotions from me. Or, I don't even know you, but I just something about you and what you're doing right now. We talk about like the people of Walmart, but if you just drive in any metropolitan area, you're definitely, uh, I think your compassion goes right out the window. And that, and that's what I'm talking about, where we sometimes pick and choose when we're compassionate. And just like this slippery slope of picking and choosing when we have integrity. Like the more often you exercise it, then the more often it will become a habit and the more it will define you. And in the same regards, compassion. And I... I even try to exercise it even more when I'm driving because these are my micro interactions, transactions with individuals on the road that I'll probably never see again, ever, right? I mean, probability, statistically, especially as you leave your home, right? The further you get away from your house, the more likely that you won't interact, right? Or least likely that you will interact, however you want to phrase it, with somebody on the road and in my mind I mean people can do some crazy nuts stuff when they're doing things that are reckless and dangerous absolutely it puts you on alert but just being compassionate about the fact that there's just a lot of really bad drivers out there and I always I always think about that I think who taught them who who trained them how to drive what DMV said yeah you're good to go um, there's a lot of people that are accountable for for getting somebody on the road and short of illegally driving and really shouldn't be and and what have you I I exercise compassion when it comes to other drivers young, old, foreign alike uh, there's always and that's the thing that's dangerous sometimes because we go, well, you know, no excuses. Well, I'm not making excuses. Just what if the person that is driving like a maniac on the road, what if they just got the news that their father, their mother is dying or has died, right? Like, hey, I just got informed that pandemic, what have you, what whatever natural unnatural cause somebody that you cared near and dear about is no longer with you now of course yes should that individual probably be driving in a, in a, a very uh, comparable emotional state no but that doesn't change the fact sometimes that you gotta get to work or you gotta get home or you gotta get food or you gotta live your life Maybe they aren't fortunate uh, enough to have anybody else in their life. The one significant person that was in their life has been taken away. And the example I'm giving you isn't extreme. People die all the time. People get taken from us definitely most often than not earlier than we'd like. Sometimes really early. I've, I've known a few people who have committed suicide in their early 20s. I've known a few people who have 
Actually, this is the sad part. I've known a lot of people, actually, who have died on a motorcycle. Uh, motorcycles, oof. That's, that's a topic on its own, but I've known a lot of people who have been killed from motorcycles unnecessarily, right? Just, And then also people that have died from cancer. In their 20s, if not early 30s. I'm about to turn 40 this year. I couldn't imagine vacating this earth seven, eight years ago and leaving my family behind. But I paint this picture for you because that's that's where compassion, that's where empathy comes from. We are all struggling to get through this world and we all have different battles and different issues. I mean, if my wife called me right now and said, I want a divorce, I'm leaving you and taking the kids and the dog and... I mean, what would that do to my world, right? When it's defined predominantly by her and her existence. Her existence in my world, right? I mean, that could, that could break me. That could shatter me. I, I don't know and I hope to never know how I react to it or show up to it. But those are, the, those are real struggles in life. I mean, people will talk about the pandemic and people staying at home. And especially in China when they were doing it first, obviously. But they were, then there was news articles coming out saying that the divorce rate in China went up during social distancing because of people having to interact with each other more I mean that's nuts but that's what I'm getting at here too is we are all going through different struggles we all get put through different trials in life and we are sometimes too quick to go why is that guy why is that girl driving like an idiot they must be a moron I mean there's plenty of times I see somebody smoking in their car going down the road and I think what a disgusting person based off one little snippet the fact that I hate smoking and think it's a disgusting habit which oh by the way it is but I let that one little indicator Assume that that person is just a disgusting, filthy person and probably have horrible hygiene. They don't care about themselves, so why would, why would they care about anything else in their life? And the reality is, is I know a few smokers in the military. Their hygiene's comparable to mine. <laughs> They're good people. They just have an addiction to nicotine. And so it's the same with driving. I use that because it's the easiest one. It's the most frequent one. I guarantee if you're driving around, if, <laughs> if you, uh, I would say, have that luxury or that option, that you are going to bump into people who are rolling through stop signs, gunning red lights. Yes, there are horrible drivers out there. Definitely. 
but you can't clump them all together. And just because somebody's riding your bumper or speeding down the highway, it is too simple. It is too easy to just go, what's wrong with that person and write them off. Now, yes, if they're speeding down the highway or riding your bumper, they're being dangerous. They're endangering you and other people on the road, for sure. But, but what about other examples in life where it's not so selfish? Where somebody at work is just quiet? Or they always seem to have an attitude? Or they always seem to be negative? And what do we do? We go, what is wrong with that person? Why are they the way they are? Please let them fix themselves. We don't exercise any compassion, any empathy. We don't stop to think what could be in their life or not in their life that's causing them to be this way. What have I done to try to help them? Do I care? Am I a caring, compassionate person? And it goes back to, am I a nice person? Am I nice when it's convenient for me? When I've got something to gain? Is, is that when I exercise the utmost compassion? Or is it no matter what, and maybe even especially when you have nothing to gain, when you risk everything, when you're not even sure if it's worth the effort, but you're still nice, you're still compassionate. And then, that's when it really defines you. If you ever want to be a leader, and not just, I will say not just at work, but at home, like to me as a father, and not that it's defined by my gender, but as the father, as a husband, I like to be a leader within my family. And see, the funny thing is, is I think you think of that of like a hierarchy. My wife's a leader of our family too, right? As my wife and the mother of my kids, she is probably a stronger, better leader of this family. How many times did I go on deployment and go away and she was the leader? Like, and then when we're together, we lead our family together, right? That's a good, healthy marriage. Not just do what I say because I'm the male or I've defined myself as being the leader or being in charge. And so I'm, I'm saying this, that it doesn't, it doesn't have to be at work that you're a leader. You could work by yourself, solo ops. Um, that's cool. But at some point, I think we are, we are all going to be tasked with being a leader in some form or fashion. I'm not the kind of individual that will advocate for going through this world alone or by yourself. To each his own. But I will say that, yes, if you want nobody in your life, nobody to take care of, nobody to be responsible for, 
you could go through this world never ever having to exercise any kind of leadership traits or qualities or be put in a position to lead but that sounds like a really lonely existence and I highly discourage it it seems like a limited life so now that we're back to the fact that we want somebody in our life to share it with first we probably may or may at some point create another human being with that individual second and then in the workplace whether we realize it or not if we have any kind of interactions with other people we exercise some kind of leadership third so to be a good leader in any one of these three opportunities facets in life I talked about integrity last week huge people got to be able to trust you and then being compassionate, being nice. And I, I think as a leader, it is super important. It really is. We can very easily, like I spoke to you earlier, fall into the trap of what's wrong with that person? I don't know, but I need to get rid of them because I need to find somebody that is already aligned with my values and I don't have to put any work or effort into. Or maybe one of your better workers or your best worker has some kind of life event, has some kind of detrimental thing occur to them outside of work. And it could be none of your business and they don't want to share it with you. You can then still again fall back to, well, they don't want to tell me they're bringing their baggage from home to work and it's affecting their performance, negative performance review. I don't know what you got going on, but you need to fix it. Does that sound like the kind of leader you want? Does that sound like the kind of person that you want to follow? Or maybe that person, that individual, the leader, can go, hey, I understand that your personal life is personal. That what you're dealing with, you don't want to share because you could be embarrassed by it. Or whatever reason. Or you feel like we will hold it against you or I will hold it against you. Um... Just know that I'm here to help. I want, I want you to come to work and be a high performer. And so if there's things I can do at work to help you with things at home so we can get your performance back to where it was and, and really should be so that way you don't get a negative performance review and affect your career because of something that you may temporarily be dealing with at home. And to also share with the fact that I too have have suffered with things at home and and it's been a struggle to not let it affect things at work because we're holistic as human beings one bleeds into the other we always talk about work-life balance but the reality is is they're they work symbiotically the things you do at home carry you into work the things you do at work come with you home unless you're bipolar and can really turn it on and off like a light switch it's okay. For me, I, when things are great at home, I'm performing great at work 
And then it's like a, it is, it's a, a synergy, right? Where at work, I'm doing great, feeling great. So I come home feeling awesome. And then home life is awesome. So then I go back to work feeling great because home life is awesome. Like it, that's the marriage. To me, that's the work-life balance. When one can feed the other and give the other one energy. Or even when one's suffering just a little bit, it picks up the other one. Like that's work-life balance, not having them compartmentalized in two separate boxes. But so, <laughs> got on a little tangent there, quick little tangent, but which leader would you prefer? The one that goes, hey, I don't know what's your deal, but you need to figure it out because you're gonna get fired if you don't straighten up. Or the other leader that goes, I don't know what you got going on, I understand you don't wanna share, it's personal, it's private, but I want to help you get through it. Like I know what you're capable of. I too have struggled with things. Let's get you back to where you need to be. Tell me how I can help you. Which leader do you want? It's a no-brainer. You want the leader that has compassion, not the leader that's driven for results and results only. There you go. Motivation in a mini. I haven't even got to the parking lot yet, and I'm wrapping it up, and I like it. It's been a quick, short episode. This commute has been fantastic. I will be sad at the days when people are commuting again, and I have to get to work earlier because the traffic will be horrendous. <laughs> so what did you all think of the episode? Compassion. Empathy. They're huge so huge and I, I think to be a better individual in life you gotta have it and they're difficult especially if you drive in metropolitan DC or in any major large cities I remember when I drove through LA coming down through uh, California on my way from the west coast back to the east coast um, it took like a, a few hours of just driving in LA during the week I think I was even there through the weekend and it was still horrible and I, I don't know how people do it not LA at least holy crap no like that is the worst I've driven into New York Philly Boston I've never driven through Chicago as an adult um, San Francisco's pretty bad for sure yep, actually San Francisco's pretty bad for sure but LA takes the cake the worst so if you're listening to this and you live and drive in LA I uh, I apologize maybe your compassion exhaust is exhausted before you even get to work or get back home <laughs> Cinco de Mayo so what are we going to do on Cinco de Mayo we're going to drink some tequila eat some Mexican food work hard be nice definitely alright ladies and gentlemen thank you for taking this ride with me I appreciate it and I will see you tomorrow like clockwork I love y'all be awesome and have an awesome day intentionally <laughs>